Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. The deepest connections I have in my life, I honor with love and compassion. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And Jane has once again provided a beautiful affirmation to start off today's show, Past Lives and Soul Families. Um, for those who don't know, Jane is an affirmation queen. <laughs> like we're still waiting for her to put out the little desktop calendar slash notebook <laughs> with the daily affirmation. Like Jane's been just actually, so we can provide some context, just explain like you've been doing affirmations for years. You write them out for your clients. They, they come very naturally to Jane because she's a master of language. It's just something that I believe in. It's just think it's, I think it's so powerful. It's such an amazing tool and so simple to use that makes difference mm. in your life. So it's just a simple statement that you wish to honor that you repeat many times to yourself, preferably out loud, preferably in a mirror staring eye to eye. So mm. you're looking into your soul, but you, you know, you text them to yourself. And every time you, you feel a bit flat, you pull your affirmation up or every time you're being challenged by something, you pull your affirmation mm. up or write a post-it note and put it on your car dashboard or on your mirror or on your bathroom. And you change, you, you can have several going at once, the different scenarios, but I think it's great if you're working on a particular area of your life that you're wanting to develop, you have an affirmation that supports that development. Yeah. There's many different ways of doing them. Look, Louise Hayes is the queen of affirmations. Um, but I have also, you know, read so many different ones from different people and I just like writing them because I find them such powerful, energetic statements of where I am. And once we write it, we say it, we feel it. Well, so it is. Mm. So we really wanted to start sharing that with all of you as a handy little tool and a beautiful opener and closer to each of our shows this year, our second year of the Love Life show. So we will be opening and closing each each uh, podcast now with one of Jane's affirmations. With an affirmation that relates to the topic that we're mm. going to be discussing That's on the day. Right. So our topic today, we decided to get a little bit spiritual today and go in quite deep into understanding our understanding with a little bit more of how the cosmos works, soul contracts, soul families, past lives, reincarnation. Now, reincarnation is its still a, a concept which is a little bit uncomfortable for Westerners, but we have to remember that actually two-thirds of the world has it as part of their belief system. Two-thirds of the world's religion, well, two-thirds of the people on the earth right now. Christianity believe in it. And, well, it was originally, they talk about in the Bible, it was taken out, it's found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's the basic fundamental aspect to it seems like most or many faith faith systems so it's an ancient concept and it's a concept that is not as as weird or unusual as many westerners seem to think when did you first start to warm up to the idea of reincarnation jane oh, look it was uh, sylvia brown's books yeah. highly recommend her books the first one i read was the other side and back and um she's a psychic that um that ask the questions about the other side. And actually I've given that book to a lot of people who are either supporting somebody who is terminally ill or to somebody that is terminally ill because right. I think it gives a lot of peace. And at the end of the day, whether you are atheist, agnostic, um, spiritual, religious, it doesn't matter. I always like to actually say I've got many beautiful agnostic friends that I dearly love. Or actually, I've got some atheist friends as well, and I always say to them, you know what, though, I'm really looking forward to the day when we're on the other side and you're going to be so excited that I was right and you were wrong. <laughs> and they're right. They're really excited by that, you know, because mine's a better story than, oh, well, you're dead and that's it. You're in a box. That's it. The end. Game over. <laughs> Energy never ends. So uh, so I think that it was for Sylvia Brown, uh, just you know, a fascination with uh, clairvoyancy, mediumship, um, fascination with 
the afterlife. And then it was through that that I started to learn more about soul contracts, soul groups, um, past lives. Mm. And then I think I started to learn a lot more about it from you because training in different healing modalities, both to work on myself and then ultimately to be able to use these tools to help other people. I was always very frustrated when I'd be in some sort of, you know, group retreat and and three quarters of the group are going, oh, it's not my fault, it's a past life. And I found it such a cop out. I don't have to work on it. I don't have to own it. It's just, it's just a cop out. Mm, and I'm that way. It is, yeah, yeah. And I feel that it's, a you know, I've, I've always felt you've got to work on this stuff in this lifetime before exploring past lives. But what I found was that sometimes you come across stuff that you just can't seem to work out in this life well, and heavily, that's where you helped me yeah no with past lives to understand patterning and because they're often very very heavily interwoven and interlinked because some of the main themes or lessons that you will be working on this lifetime have been deliberately chosen because of where you've just come from yeah so let's say you've had three or four very recent experiences out there in time energy and space where you just haven't quite conquered something um, you know, mastering a certain value, a certain quality, a certain lesson, whatever it is. And this time you've gone, right, no more mucking around. I'm going to get this one and I'm going to get it, get it good and proper. And you've come back in this lifetime. If you've got any blocks around it, that's where you can start going to your practitioners. And if, if past life stuff comes up, I would be going with it because you may need Absolutely. to go back and clear in order to accelerate. Well, here. that's what you've done that many times for me with different scenarios. And it's been things that I've had a fear of something. It's irrational. Now, when I say it's irrational, it's because I've not had any past experience that I'm consciously aware of in this lifetime to have the basis of that fear. Correct. So where does it come from? Yeah. And that's where you've got so many different tools of how you get to what it is. And and then, you know, once often awareness is actually often often the cure. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's a very. You've got some great techniques that you use. So, for those who are sort of starting out on this journey, you'll want to be directed to Dr. Brian Weiss, which oh, is yes. W E I S S. Yeah. So he he was one of the pioneers in the sense of a in a more modern Western appreciation of this. And the reason that he made such big waves was because he was the scientific skeptic doctor hypnotherapist who was putting people under in under hypno for various reasons and started to find these incredible things being related, these incredible emotional experiences from other time, energy and spaces, basically. He was extremely sceptical. He um, noted it all down in, in he sort of did quite Very a scientific, scientific manner. process about it and he just couldn't basically refute the evidence. And so he wrote a lot of books about it. He's now obviously internationally famous. He travels, he teaches. If you want to start with his beginning book, Many Lives, Many Masters, yeah. you can sort of follow his journey with him and see how it all unfolded. It's just fascinating reading. Fascinating. It's so easy to read. It's so quick. It's so illuminating. And it was one of the key tools that started me off in my journeys. Which, you know, I had forgotten about that book, but yes, I, yeah. when I read that, I really went, oh, this is cool. Yeah. It's very cool. And he's got a number of them. And so you can even, you'll, you'll find him on YouTube videos talking to Oprah and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, so just to sort of give the basic background to how I understand past lives to work is if you picture the roots of a tree, so there's many, 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 many roots sort of branching and segueing off and going into in every direction. Every single one of those roots is an experience that your soul is currently having because we are highly complex, multifaceted souls. We are across many planes, many dimensions, many parallel worlds, and it is 
all happening at exactly the same time. There is no linear order to this. There is no you begin in, you know, 5000 BC and then you travel through Middle Ages and come up to Victorian England and then it's it's no. That's a massive concept to try and it, get your head it around. It is a big concept for many people and including me. You know, it, if I just want to blow people's brains open for a minute, you can have scenarios for example where let's say you've you've met a romantic partner in this lifetime, you have a connection but you feel more strongly about them than they do about you could be because the last life that you're remembering having had an amazing experience with them, you, you've you had with them, but they haven't had yet. Oh, God. Jack, Jack's rolling your eyes. So, <laughs> no, I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm just going, oh, my God. So it's a biggie to get yeah, your head around. So, and, you know, there's no logic to things. So... Something that I that I often see more and more now with the people that come to me for readings because there's so many old souls. And, and when I say old soul, what I tend to mean is in, in terms of earth history is there are a lot of souls who were around in the ancient world. And by that, I mean all sorts of times and places that we sort of understand and sort of don't understand. Sure, Egypt, Babylon, the Middle Eastern Basin, Jesus times, all of those places, but also Avalon, Atlantis, Lemuria, and places like that, which somehow all existed in some blurry past, misty past that none of us quite understand, but a lot of us were all there. And when we were there, most of us were in our true power. We were quite advanced Mm. and we were having really amazing spiritually advanced lives. What then happened, full of Atlantis, whether it was real or a metaphor, but it is that idea that fall from grace, a hell of a lot of knowledge was lost. A lot of pain and trauma was experienced by souls in a bit of a rupture with the earth and the planet, and we all regressed, and we all went back to the Dark Ages, literally. That's why we call it the Dark Ages. We went back to UG. We went back to to just, you know, donking people over the head, dragging women off by the hair, surviving, 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 killing each other, killing each other, right? Living in muddy, dank, dirty villages. And we had to go through a couple of millennia of that to to find ourselves again and come back to our true power. And that is where many people right now on the earth are sitting with this huge quickening and this big awakening is that we're starting Just to – Google the quickening on YouTube. Yeah, that's a good video. Is We're starting to close that energy loop where we're starting to come back around full circle, full resolution, back to our original full self-empowered goddess and priest selves and we're starting to reclaim or re-remember, reopen up a lot of that memory which is lying in our cellular memory dormant and it's ready to come back out. Oh, you know I've got a good theory about this. Oh, Jane's got a theory. I love my theories. Well, Dr. Eric Pearl, who is the founder of The Reconnection, uh, Reconnective Therapy, therapy. whatever it's called. The Reconnection, he calls it, Reconnection. So it's energetic work working off the body, about 12 inches off the body. And his theory is that uh, there was a galactic war, for want of a better word, where genetic modification took place and we went from 12 strains of DNA to two. And so the reconnection is to regrow the 12 strains. If you Google 12 strains of DNA, you'll find all sorts of fascinating stuff. Mm. It's all theory. It's all just, you know, everyone's got a different almost legend or myth around what it is that's actually going that's on. That's part of the magic, though, isn't it? it? Is. There is so much, yeah. you know, sci-fi kind of stuff around mm. this. It's quite exciting. We will never necessarily really know the true history. on the other side. True history of the Earth. And uh, anyway, that's sort of almost almost another topic. But just, so just to get back to the concept of reincarnation, so because I've worked with so many people channeling for them in the last 10 years, 
you know, I just start to see the same patterns over and over and over. And so the patterns that all I can relate is what I see and whether it's, you know, my belief and whether it's true or not is really for you guys to resonate with or not, you know. But what I see is as a soul, you are completely in control and you have complete free will. There is no higher order telling you what to do. There are no rights and wrongs. There are no report cards. There is a general feeling that there is sort of a journey of a soul evolution, a school of life, if you want to call it that, in turn, in the sense that there's you're always available to grow and learn should you wish. And most souls do, right? Because we want to kind of advance. So Experience. And experience. Experience. So there's this kind of area up in the sky quote unquote it's kind of like a waiting room i kind of picture it like an airport terminal where everyone's waiting you know and it's kind of like the green room where you wait for you on stage and in this place there are a lot of counseling rooms lots of guides you know healers support teams cheerleaders mentors coaches and in between incarnations you're going back to the green room and you're sitting down at a table with your board of advisors your upstairs management and they're saying to you where are you at, Rebecca? What would you like? And I say, well, you know, in that last past life, I really let that person down. I really need to come back and, you know, tell them I'm sorry and forgive myself. I'd really like to meet up with so-and-so. I haven't seen him for a couple of eons. Can he be my son this time around? Yeah, great. And then I'd like to, um, I'd really like to work on my career. I've got some issues around money, some blocks I haven't healed from about three or four past lifetimes. I think it's time to address those again. And I want to do some sexual healing and, you know, whatever it is. So you basically draw up some architectural blueprints for your life. So you're sitting down with your board of advisors and they're just there to advise they're not telling you anything but they're helping you set a few sort of destined karmic things in your path right you choose your soul family so various souls that you come in and out with regularly in various incarnations that you do work with they all mutually agree to exchange lessons and gifts of energy with you you all go down together you all get born at the various birth dates that you get born to meet up with each other in the same geographic zones that you commonly agree on and do you have free will or, or then is it all predetermined? Well, it's kind of both because, sure, you've already put up your hand to ask for some very significant divine things to cross your path. You may have asked, you know, for a life partner who you're supposed to do important work with to cross your path at 17 or 25 or 75. You may ask for a big car crash, you know, or a bankruptcy so you can have a really important soul lesson at a certain juncture. So, those things are kind of waiting to happen to you. But in amongst all of that, you can always choose. And you can always choose to go this way or that way. But you are armed throughout all of this with a gut feeling or what we might call intuition, instinct, hunch, psychic, if you want to go full-blown. And that is the inner radar that tells you when you are out of alignment with the path that you've chosen. So if you really want to advance in spiritual university, if you want to get the A plus and the report card at the end, anytime you make a choice, whether it's with the wrong partner, the wrong job, whatever, the wrong house, you're going to get that sick feeling inside that kind of goes, oh, I just feel a bit sick about this. And that's when you know you're wasting time, you're going, you're drifting off course. At the end of it all, you die, you go back up. And by the way, if it's a car crash, if it's cancer, however you choose to exit, it's pre-planned. You choose your end date your entry date and your end date. So if anyone out there's got a child that died, if anyone knows somebody that feels that you know they were taken before their time, pre-chosen, I sort of feel like suicide's the only one that's not, and that's a separate thing. So if you die at 48, you go back up to the big room in the stars, back up to the airport terminal waiting room, and your guys sit down with you, and they don't judge you, and they don't. there's no penalties even if you were Hitler. They just sit down and they say to you, how do you think you went? And then you have to give your own report card. And then they say, what do you want to do? And a lot of souls, particularly the ones who've had really hard lifetimes, say, 
I need to go lie down for a bit. <laughs> and then they go off to the sauna. a bit of a rest. And they go and rest or they get counselling until they're ready to face it again. That's very much my understanding as well, but I could never have articulated it like you did. <laughs> I don't. I'm just sitting here mesmerized, not thinking about what I'm going to say next. I'm just listening to your story. What are you going to say next, Jane? Have you remembered any of your lives? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they came about from a rational fear. So, for example, years ago, as a choreographer, I had a troupe of dancers that I used to provide to the Adelaide 36ers, which is a, a basketball team. And the stadium had, um, a catwalk that you would go on. And the rail was really low. It was just about mid thigh level. It should have been. It well. It, it was. It's. It was okay. But it, it, it's legal. Scary. It's absolutely legal. Yeah. But I would walk there, and I don't have a fear of heights, but I have a fear of falling. Okay. And so I felt sick on this. So for sixteen years, I made all of my dancers and entertainers walk the long way in and out, so that we didn't have to go through this particular area. And then I was thinking, I can't stand wearing. Polonic shirts or jumpers Skibbies. or yeah, or Ties. I don't even like scarves around my neck. I don't like tight jewelry. Up to the top, nothing. Chokers. And then I went, hang on a tick. I also from that I was able to join dots that I remember being hung. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a common oh, one. You know, if you're a witch, you're a witch, and you've been one many times. And there you go. Um, I also remember uh, being just little flashes, like I remember. And I think you do remember the trauma. I don't think you just remember the real soft, easy stuff. You do sometimes. So I, do, I do. Okay. Well, I remember also, you know, being in some sort of primeval time, peasant girl, and the door being beaten down, and I just knew they were coming. The boys were coming to have a bit of fun. Not mm. nice. Not nice. Yeah. Um, so the the thing is that when we, you know, people say, "Well, why can't I remember all my lives?" Then because you'd go crazy. Like we are born with amnesia, so that we can concentrate on what is in front of us. Right. If you really remembered everything of who you were, you'd never get out of bed in the morning. You'd be too <laughs> screwed up in the head. Basically, <laughs> it's too much. Souls are so complex. Because again, I'm not limiting this to Earth. I have spoken to people who've been mermaids who have been birds, who have lived on other planets, in spaceships, in all co- I mean, people have memories from everywhere. Why do you think there's a whole group of people who call themselves Star Trekkers versus a whole group of people who call themselves Star Wars fans and they're, you know, like they're so rabid about the division because they both come from different places in the universe. They're their neighbourhoods. Like it's the same as sports teams that grew up in different, you know, ghettos or neighbourhoods. It's just we, we come from, we have home planets. You know, there's people who, again, love the water, love the sea because they come from water planets like that's where their soul really that those are the places their soul calls home nice yeah or there's you know sometimes you'll get people who dress in a certain way for no given reason like they might be really into wrapping scarves around their head and they're not indian or anything like that you know and but it's because one of their favorite past lives now they won't remember this at all but there's some part of their body that knows that when they eat the curries or put on the jewelry or burn the patchouli oil or you know do the hindu um meditation with the lotus flowers they just feel amazing and it's because one of their favorite best most empowered past lives was in an indian temple which you've just reminded me of course that one of my past ones was as the like the herbalist the little you know the wise lady of the village that because i get so excited every time there's 
you know, I want to know the, the healing properties of every plant. I want, mm. I, I would want to be modern day naturopathist. And probably if I had my time again, I'd probably study that, but yeah. maybe that's for next lifetime. Yeah. Um, I want to ask about deja vu. Okay. Now, um, I recently was, somebody asked me, what is deja vu? So my explanation, I, I believe, and I'd love to hear what you think is. I don't know if I know what I think. Oh, <laughs> well, my thing is that I believe it's a glimpse of the memory of when you are with upstairs management with the council in the green room and you're remembering your blueprint. And so it's already happened in the blueprint and it's actually then happening here now. Could be, yeah. And so as a result, I see deja vu as being a sign that you're on track. Mm, okay. And I think deja vu is in the same category as dreams. There's about five or more different explanations and they're all true. Okay. There's a lot of things happening at the same time with something like that. It could be a like a genuine, like, what's it called in electronics, like circuitry, like a crossing of circuits. Like right. It could just be timelines crossing and for a moment like melding and okay, a bit yes. of like a bit yes. of uh, confusion in the timelines or something like because you know as we all know and as Einstein so you know helpfully pointed out to us there is no such thing as time show me in nature where we got the idea of a second from it is a man-made construct there is no such thing right and and we know this because we know that if you're doing something you absolutely love and you look at the clock oh my god a whole hour's gone i'm late and if you're sitting in maths class tick 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 or you know it's time for your paps here you know tick tick goes the clock so there's no such thing as time it's the emotional experience of time energy and space so deja vu is maybe when your brain or your astral or your spirit or your soul is jumping around across different uh, – it's just having a little – where you, the conscious, ordered, programmed brain in you that is feeding through reality at a measured, even stream. and we It's are, almost like a matrix thing. Yeah. We are tricking ourselves with the illusion. There's of, another amazing movie, again, by the way. Yes. Good research, that one. Good homework mm, there. Mm. Um, you know, this is all just sort of a, um, a linear experience that's very ordered and methodical. Well, it's not at all. And there's so many fun games and experiments and ex psychic exercises you can do to blow time right out of the water. Oh, do you want to give one? Or have I put you on the spot now? Should we do that on another podcast? Yeah, that might be another podcast show. But I've been in a, I was in a seminar once with a guy who talked a lot about universal laws. It's, it's part of theta healing. There's a belief that there are seven different planes in the universe. So for example, one of them is just plants and animals. One of them is minerals and rocks. Um, one of them is the highest state that is, which is they call the tau or theta or, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of God, basically, creator of all that is. And another one is the universal laws, which should interest you, Jane, because you're right, right down mm. with all the laws. And well, not all of them, but a few of them. <laughs> so he showed us how you can get into that plane and almost muck around a bit. Oh. And he showed us how you can slow up or speed up time. So he said, for example, I need more time to teach this block before lunch, so I'm going to slow the clock down so we get two hours out of one. And he did it. <sighs> But I had a funny experience once where I had to get from A to B and I was running late. I got in the car and I had 12 minutes, but it was going to take me 27 minutes to get there according to the map thing. Yes, yeah. And I just put it to the angels and just said, I have to get there. Well, I got there. And we had one, remember we did a trip to Murray Bridge to record a radio show? Yeah. And it should have taken 45 minutes, but it took us 20. Yeah, it, it, every now and then something will happen and you can't explain like you it. Can't, you can't explain it. Because I know that when I've done my automatic writing, which I used to stay up really late at night as a teenager, and all this stuff would just flow out of me nonstop, pages and pages and pages, pen to paper, and the clock would behave in very strange ways. I would look at the clock, 
I would look back down and write and I was sure it was about five to seven to ten minutes and it would be over an hour had gone in five minutes. It was just, it's another, you go into a different state. We're kind of drifting We are here. drifting. We need, so to, we need to go back to, we need to go back to soul. Past um, lives. Past lives, sorry. Yeah. Let's make it useful for everyone listening. So, past lives, look, the quickest and easiest way that you can figure out maybe what some of yours were is by a series of questions which might sound ridiculous but trust me there there is resonating resonating meaning in this stuff which cuisines are you naturally drawn to which countries are you dying to visit which ones do you not really have any interest in and don't really want to go to you know do you have have you always had an inexplicable sort of a racism for a certain type of people maybe you had a really bad life there you know um are there certain clothes that you always gravitate to like big airy caftans or you know open-toed sandals do you love summer do you hate winter you know Ah. maybe you froze to death in the snow once or got eaten by wolves in you know (laughs) scandinavia or you know so there's all kinds of things um subjects that you choose at school do you have a natural aptitude for music which nobody can really explain because no one in your family's got it but it just it's like a spiritual experience that you never had a lesson you put your fingers on the keyboard and out came fully formed songs you know i remember when i first saw river dance you know when that first came out that was quite it was amazing when it first came and i remember the opening number because i was a dancer and choreographer then and the opening number i just watched this girl in the chorus not the lead the chorus. Now, you know, if you're going to kind of make up a past life, you're going to be the star. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I was a chorus girl. I was an Irish chorus And you girl, had a full dancer. memory of it. Yeah. I was sobbing and it was amazing. Yeah. I just went, wow. So there you yeah. go. That was my little one. But that, So that's yeah. a great exercise. Yeah. And look, so that's a really look, easy way to get into it. If you have dabbled around with things like automatic writing, if you've dabbled around with um, guided meditation, hypnotism like these are all ways to access you may know a past life regressionist and you know certainly i can do that kind of work if anyone is interested but there's a lot of people around who have been trained by like dr brian vice who can do it on you and stuff like that so it's a worthy exercise look a a little bit for curiosity i don't see that there's any harm in as part of your spiritual exploration learning a little bit more about who your soul is but i also think as jane you know we touched on at the start it is invaluable an invaluable tool if you do have some blocks in this lifetime that you are really sick of and you are ready to work past, and if you really feel like you've tried everything, it's usually something much deeper. Now, we know it's emotional, but sometimes there comes a point where people have worked on emotional as deep as they can and they're still blocked, and that's this is the next level. Well, you helped me with an amazing one of a fear of wanting to kind of go the next level in my teachings, and I was wanting to get more out there and my theories and I had a fear about it and you helped me by taking me back to a lifetime where I was very radical out there a healer but very radical and out there and I was um ostracized isolated persecuted yeah persecuted by the the community and then you took me through a a visualization of of then re-meeting with those souls and what was it that they learned what did I learn what was the actual truth what was the truth of the situation? And I had a distorted truth. And that completely released my fear mm. of going for it. So it, it's a very yeah. powerful thing. If you've got, as you say, a blockage or a fear that you really want to push through, um, it's I usually, highly recommend you try this method. It's layered with a lot deeper meaning than just this earth. And look, don't get me wrong. There can be massive stuff from this lifetime that, yes, you do need to work on We did on 52 properly. podcasts on that. 
And if you're ready for an advanced course, here we are. So this is, and yeah, absolutely. And when you are ready, your body will take you there. When you've done all the work that you can do and you've reached that next point, it will arrive and you be open to it and ready to it in a session and it will appear with the right oh, It was very fast. You did this very, very fast. It was fabulous. And, the, and you, you know, you've done quite a few now and, um, I I'm, just, it's great. I feel that the most important thing about reincarnation is it's just that kind of memory or that, no, not memory. It's the, what's the word I'm looking Feeling? for? It, it, no, it's got it's got to do with with non judgment and with letting go. It's got to do with remembering and realizing that we are all one, and that you have been everyone. Everyone that you meet is an is 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 a you know a mirror of you or another version of you outside of your body, and you've had all of those lives. Who are you to judge the homeless person? Who are you to judge the smarmy politician? Who are you to judge the homophobe? Who are you to judge the warlord? You have been all of them, and our souls need to experience everything on the spectrum and that really pushes some people's buttons oh how dare you call me i haven't been a child abuser how dare you insinuate such a thing well i'd suggest the fact it's pushing your buttons so badly is the fact that there's some element in you this is shadow side work yeah that your soul has done that you haven't forgiven yourself for yeah. and it can get deeper and deeper and deeper but the more you go into it the more love and acceptance compassion and tolerance you have for every single soul's journey here on earth should we finish today wow. with our affirmation, That's Jane? a beautiful way to finish the podcast. And, of course, we want to remember that every soul that crosses our path is for our learning and our growth. So, the deepest connections I have in my life, I honour with love and compassion. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us for free every Wednesday on the couch. Please hop on Facebook to send us your private messages because we know you don't always want to broadcast your secret stuff to everyone on the comments board. And it's safe with us. Our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash love life show. That's one word. We look forward to hearing from you. Have a gorgeous week and do some good, deep spiritual exploration. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening. It's a beautiful day.